Hi there, welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a holistic nutrition practitioner specializing in women's hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more using the power of food. With a practice helping many women around the world heal their bodies with a step-by-step method that not only gets results, but makes the whole transformation delicious and easy as a way of life, even when life is crazy. And it could definitely get crazy. So pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a culinary nutrition expert specializing in hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more, and who is obsessed with the power of food on our ability to heal our bodies, as well as finding the ways to make it easy and happy to make these changes with our crazy, busy lives. Pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I am so excited to have you back today. You know, recently I was on a month-long trip with two of my eldest boys. One is almost 17 and the other one just turned 14 on the first day of our trip. So I was with them for a full month and I feel like I'm still processing everything we went through. We had an amazing trip. We were, we started down in Florida. Uh, We went to Disney, we went to Universal. That was crazy fun. And then we went up to New York for two weeks. We spent a lot of time with family and we did some things around there. And then our final week was in Toronto to visit family there as well and to have a lot of fun winter sports. But I could tell you that there were a lot of different things that put me really out of my comfort zone (laughs) during this trip. Because usually when I travel in the past few years, I've always traveled alone. So yeah, it was like, it was only me. I was able to go shopping when I wanted to. I was able to work when I wanted to. I was able to go to a museum if I wanted to. I just like went with the flow. It was just me. And suddenly I had two teenage boys with me (laughs) and I didn't realize how much that would affect me. So I was contemplating on that this week when we were talking about Pesach. So I'm going a little out of my comfort zone when it comes to Pesach and we are going to my wonderful, amazing in-laws. And I don't say that just because I'm talking to like a huge audience right now. I'm saying that because they really are wonderful. But still, it is out of my comfort zone when you go to the other side of the family that they have different customs and you're left without doing your own customs and the haroset is not exactly the way your mother used to make it. You know what I'm talking about, right? So I'm trying to prepare myself to be comfortable out of my comfort zone and it made me remember and think about our trip. So I wanted to share with you something that happened, a few stories that happened along our trip. So one of the things that I noticed that really, really bothered me was that my kids got up really late. 
<laughs> and I know that shouldn't surprise me because when we're here and they're on vacation, they also get up crazy, crazy late. The difference is, is that I start my day at 5 a.m. And when you're waiting around for teenage boys to wake up, you feel like half of your life is wasted and down the drain. And, and usually I just go about my day. I'm not dependent on my kids to do what I want to do or what I needed to get d- done. But in this case, I was dependent on them. I couldn't go drive to Niagara Falls without them waking up. (laughs) I couldn't go ice skating without them waking up. I couldn't go skiing without them waking up. I couldn't do all the different things we planned without them waking up on time. So I did fight with them on that, which I'm not used to fighting with them on that. Like, I don't care. Just I'll do what I need to do. You be teenagers. And suddenly we were codependent on each other. And I realized at a certain point why I was so upset at them was because of that, because my ability to do things that I planned for myself was dependent on them. Once I realized that, I was able to separate that and I started planning things for myself for the first half of the day with myself. (laughs) It took me a while to understand that and figure that out. But once I did, I was able to get work done. I was able to go out with my grandmother to places before they were even awake. My mom flew in at a certain point, so we went places. So once I was able to do that, I, I took like control of the situation in a way. And I was good, but it was really like this moment of understanding that being dependent on other people put me very out of my comfort zone. Another thing that happened at the very beginning of the trip, I told you we flew in straight to Florida and we were going to Disney World for two days and to Universal Studios for another two days. Now, the first day at Disney was amazing. The second day, not so much. (laughs) There were crazy, crazy lines for everything Star Wars, and we were so excited for the Star Wars rides. There was one ride that we waited for three and a half hours, and this is with using all the tricks of the trade and the Genie Plus and coming early, but what happened was we planned to wake up super early, uh, get there on time, to be able to stand in that line, to be able to get on the ride, and we got up on time. My, My boys even woke up on time. We were ready to go and we went to order an Uber and suddenly my credit card wasn't working. There was like a glitch because we were in America and my credit card like got freaked out by that. And we missed that tiny little opening, like a half hour that if we would have gone in, we would have been on all the rides. It would have been a fantastic day. And I got stuck in the middle of America with a credit card not working. And I I was going to cry. It was really sad. (laughs) But... Uh, We ended up going when we did, and we said, whatever, we're just going to enjoy what we go on. We ended up spending the whole day and only going on four rides because it was just so ridiculously packed. But it really made me understand, again, how hard it is not to be in control, not to be in control of things. And that could be related to our health. That could be related to things just happening in our life and our family. And I realized how much of a In a way, being in control is really, really important for me. So so this also explains why I'm having such a hard time dealing with Pesach. So I thought we could hash this out together and come up with a few ideas of how to go through Pesach. And these are things I've been thinking about and contemplating about. And really what made, I was thinking that 
you know, for years, I mean, we're married 18 years now, for years, we've been going back and forth on Pesach between the families. Why is it so hard for me now? And I realized that we had a few years where we did Seder in our house. Okay, so there was COVID lockdown two years ago. And that was the first time we actually had, first time ever, we had Seder, just our core family. And it was really special because we actually had time to focus on each one of the kids. And it was very much, the whole spirit of the evening was very much our family. And I feel like that's not something we're really going to be able to go back to for a while, probably. The year afterwards, we had guests and it was great and we all got COVID, <laughs> but, um, but, but it was in our house. So I was still in control of what was happening. Now, one of the things we usually do during Seder is that I prepare like this huge goodie bag that we hide it in a pillowcase. <laughs> it's kind of like a Santa situation. And it has all different treats and goodies and, and games and different things like that. And then every time one of the kids asks a question at Seder, then uh, they actually get a treat. That could be like some chocolate chips. It could be a piece of a puzzle that then we'll all put together, a Pesach puzzle, all different things like that. And that really got the kids to join in and really ask questions, listen in on what's happening in the Haggadah, be present, and just... It was, it was amazing. And we've done this in all the starring we were at all the years while the kids were growing up with all the cousins, etc. But now when we're going to the Seder by my in-laws, there are going to be so many kids, Baruch Hashem, poo, poo, poo. But I fear that we're not going to be able to give the intention to my kids that I'd like to give them. But that's normal. So I was thinking about it, that a lot of things in life, when I'm out of my comfort zone and I want to be happy with what's happening, I need to think of what my top three are. And I do this a lot at work when I have a really, really hectic day, I say to myself, okay, what are the top three non-negotiables, right? And I do this in different situations where I kind of feel stuck and I'm like, okay, what are my top three? So I was thinking about what my top threes are for Pesach in general, and I thought I'd share them with you, and I'd love to hear your thoughts and what your top threes are, how you're getting through these Pesach uh, uncomfort zones that you may be feeling. So my top three are like these. Number one, make sure to do one thing with each of my kids during Seder. So thank God I have six beautiful kids from the age of three up to almost 17, and they have very different needs. So I was thinking about that within all the chaos that I anticipate being on Seder with kids of all ages there, I really just want to focus in on my kids in a way that like, I just make sure to give attention to each and every one of them, sit with them on something about the Haggadah, something I want to talk to them, something I want to discuss with them, and just make sure that they do get each one of them my attention. So I feel really happy with this decision because I know that now that I made it, I'm going to come in intentional to the Seder, knowing that this is what I'm going to be doing. So it's not just like this thought that I had before how I want some 
our Seder to look a certain way and that's not a possibility. It's saying, okay, what do I want to make happen to make, to feel like this was a good Seder? So that was my thing about the Seder to make sure to do one thing with each one of my kids. The next on my top three list is taking a minute to be intentional before sitting down to eat. This is something that I usually do, but when things are very hectic, you could forget it. And really what that means is before sitting down for big meals during Chag, which we have a lot of those meals, (laughs) even if it's just like one of the days in between of Cholomoed, if we're all the family together, if we have guests, if we're going out, there's always like just so much happening. So it means... A minute before you sit down, just stop a second, find out what's on the menu, and then imagine what your plate is going to look like. This is what I do when I go places, when before Shabbos meals, just big meals in general. I stop for a minute, and I know the list of what we're going to be eating. I imagine my plate, and I know exactly what I want to take of each thing. So afterwards, when I sit down and I start filling my plate, I know exactly what I'm taking. I plan this out. So I don't overeat and then feel heavy. And I don't take things that I really wasn't even planning on taking because I'm not sure I even wanted that. I'm really intentional ahead of time so that when I come to the meal, I eat exactly what I planned in my head and, and I'm satisfied and it was delicious and it was great and I could move on with the day. So that's my number two on my top three list. And number three is I decided to plan something for the days of Cholomoed that I enjoy, not only my kids. (laughs) And I decided that we're all going to go to visit this herb farm. We have local farmers here that they grow medicinal herbs and they give this tour explaining about the different herbs. It's so interesting. I don't know if my kids will agree with me, but they have places to run around for them. But I'm so excited and looking forward to going there again. This place is like the Garden of Eden. It's amazing. And it's really something that I'm just so looking forward to do already now. I'm really looking forward to going. I invited my mom and my sister and my grandmother who's coming in. So like that's something to look forward to. Of course, it could be something the kids will enjoy also. And I know that they have different activities there for kids. So don't worry about them. But the point is (laughs) that I decided that I want to find something that makes me happy as well, and that I could look forward to that as well. So those are, after thinking about it for a while and journaling about this and being uncomfortable with the whole Pesach situation, I focused on, I focused in on my top three. So I'll go over them again. Number one, to make sure to do one thing with each of my kids. Number two, to take a minute to be intentional before sitting down to eat. And number three, to plan something that I enjoy. These do not have to be your top three. You could sit down and make a list of what your top three for Pesach are. What are your three non-negotiables? What is going to make you excited and happy to go through the upcoming holiday and all the festivities that come with it? And I'd love for you to share that with me. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure that I'll be putting up a lot of pictures from the herb (laughs) farm if you want to follow along with that. Okay. So let's finish up by saying, I hope that you're able to find a way to be comfortable out of your comfort zone. And I'm wishing you all a very happy and healthy Pesach Kashel Vesamech. I will see you again next week, same time, same place. Thanks for joining me. Bye for now. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. New episodes are dropping each Thursday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I wanted to ask you, are you suffering from a certain hormonal imbalance? Do you have PCOS, perimenopause, endometriosis, prediabetes, infertility, or anything else? Did you know that you could most definitely heal using nutrition naturally? I wanted to invite you to join my full comprehensive one-on-one healing program. This four-month program, we work together to balance your hormonal system using delicious, nuanced-for-you nutrition, as well as supplements as needed. I help my patients gain control of their health and hormones naturally with a step-by-step process and delicious recipes. And we turn everything we learn together into a happy way of life. Reach out to book a free 30-minute consult call and see if we're the right fit for each other. Your health can be transformed. I'll add a link to this free consult in the show notes. Bye for now.